Hi, everyone. It's Veronica Moonstream Wolf Eagle here from the Spiritual and Cultural Health Committee bringing our next podcast, Healing and the Power of Prayer. Last time we talked about fasting and a lot of associated with uh, fasting is prayer, that people uh, go out and they're praying for themselves, they're praying for the family, they're praying for the community, and we talked about healing, so I thought that I would continue on next with um, sharing some of my views on the topic of healing. Um, And I think when you're going to ceremony and doing things, you know, learning how to pray becomes part of that process because in the beginning a lot of us you know I know I grew up Roman Catholic and you know praying was saying the Our Father or the Hail Mary or you know things like that and now today from a more spiritual earth-based medicine uh, my praying is totally different. I had to heal from being a, a Catholic so I look at myself as a recovered Catholic and to know that this universe is here and I didn't create it, so there's some spirit or power that did create it, and that's why we honor all things. We honor the earth, we honor the plants, the flowers, the water, um, the animals, all the different kingdoms, everything associated with the earth. We honor that they have a spirit and that they're alive, and it's that life force that is within everything that brings us to being who we are and why we are alive and um, energy. And so healing is a part of that process of knowing we're not just these bodies or these illusions of bodies that we have energy centers, people know them as chakras, how we have our base connected to the earth and It's like a rainbow that runs up through our body system. And so it's red, orange, yellow, um, a green pathway to our pink heart and uh, blue for our throat, indigo for our third eye and the top of our crown to the creator. So our base is connected to the earth and goes deep down to our earth mother. An interesting fact is that as women, we are born with all of our eggs. So when we talk about really, you know, how we pray for the next seven generations, a part of that is because with us having all of our eggs, our whole experience of our life goes on to our eggs. And and then if you have children, your children have already lived everything you lived. And so then it's the same thing with our mothers. We've lived all that our mothers have gone through and our mothers have lived everything our grandmothers have gone through and so it goes on and on so part of the healing is that intergenerational trauma and things that have happened in our lives Um, I look at it I've lived many lives because I've traveled a lot I lived different places I've had different jobs I've you know hung around with different diverse people And so all those experiences bring me to who I am today. And um, I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict, and I've been in recovery for 32 years now. And um, 
it was a long time. I mean, I started drinking at 12 and then getting into other things. And so I had a number of years under my belt of living that addictive way of life and um, and very grateful to live a path of recovery today. And that's where I look at that I entered my conscious healing during these years of recovery. As I say, when you first pick up, that's when you first uh, stop growing emotionally. So that means at 12, I was stuck at 12, so it took a lot of years <laughs> of recovery to grow up. So that's why healing takes on many different faces. Some people say what we do when we've done you know, our healing work we hold up a mirror for other people to see, you know, what they need to um, heal or what they see within themselves. Because usually if you see it, it means you have it. And that's why you recognize it or, you know, you have similar energy because uh, different events, you know, vibrate. That's why when we drink, there's an energy and a spirit associated to alcohol and, and that vibration and then if you do drugs and, and other things, they're going to have their own vibration and spirit to them as well. Some healing and disease is from the light that we've done it as like a life lesson because I know alcoholism is a disease and I feel I was born with my alcoholism. And yet when I got sober, it was such a transformational experience that it woke me up to who I was spiritually. So I think uh, all of us come to wake up, but sometimes we get stuck in ruts, and that's why some people don't necessarily recover or they struggle on that path of uh, recovery because they've gotten stuck in a rut and they're, they're living and identifying too much with that addiction. And it's really just by grace and um, spiritual intervention that uh, sometimes when we're in life or death situations, spirits allowed to break through that veil and to save us. And that's what uh, happened to me and, and woke me up. And, and then I was able to go on in my growth and, and healing. Further healing comes through ceremony. I know I spoke a little last time about nobody's the healer that what we do is create a sacred space and that it helps the person connect to their own divinity. And then it's through that connection that the healing occurs. And of course, having life work connected to ceremony and, um, and healing, there are energies and spirits and connections that I have so that there are energies that want to come to hear my prayers, that want to come to hear the prayers of our people. When we're in ceremony, when we pass the pipe, or we are in a sweat lodge, we say, down the Bamak, all my relations, because it acknowledges that we're not just going to be a part of the ceremony and the healing process, but all our relations, those ancestors are coming with us. And that's why no two ceremonies are the same. No sweat lodge is the same. No round of the sweat lodge is the same because different people are coming at those times and different energies when you're calling in the different powers of the four directions and the earth and grandmother moon and the sky. Um, all those powers come into play. Me, when I call in 
different energies. I, I acknowledge that there are angels, that there's star nations, that there's fairies and divas, elves, elementals, the little people, the good grandmothers, the good grandfathers, the good medicine keepers, those who heal with the rattles and those who heal with the gourds. Um, healing comes through songs, through drumming, through using a rattle. A lot of times um, something else is used to be that healing conduit, so that's where the drum and the rattle come in because it's that instrument that you're holding and shaking or beating that um, creates that sound and vibration which helps to release that energy to be transformed and transmuted. Um, most of the time it's praying for those energies not to go back into somebody else or just be released, but that they go somewhere where they can't do any harm or where the Creator can transform them into something um, for good. And just as there's healing from the light, there's healing from the dark, because sometimes people don't know their power or if they're unconscious of their power. When they're angry, they're really shooting arrows at you or darts and <laughs> little knives and daggers. And, you know, that's part of why we smudge because, you know, you pray to be cleansed of negativity and filled with love because sometimes, um, yeah, there are negative things floating around out there and um, so we want those to be removed from our energy field. Um, that's called our aura, usually the energy that's around us and certain people have that gift to be able to see the energy that's around people and and how that'll change. It's even with Reiki. They can do tests that before you get your attunement to be able to practice Reiki. They take pictures of uh, thermal sensors of your hands, and then once you go through the Reiki training, then your hands heat up, and they can see that life force energy that leaves your hands. And so they can, you know, show that in a a manner for for people to witness that there has been a change that has occurred. Um, the power of prayer comes into play. Today for me, I, I kind of pray in advance. If I'm going away on a trip, I'm first going to pray to have any obstacles be cleared first so that I'm going to go somewhere and so I want to be able to prepare for that journey in as gentle and easy of a way as possible. And so I want those obstacles removed, and then I want to be able to have a safe journey. Sometimes, you know, if my car is going to break down, it'll break down before I go away so that then I'm not stuck, or if I'm on the road, it happens at a, a good place so I can get it fixed and, and not have too much um, happen, and that's part of praying for that, so praying for those safe travels. And um, when I drive, I, I put out an energy force. I'll tell the animals, I'm coming down the road, so I'd really not like to collide with you. <laughs> so pre please know that I'm coming, and, you know, you can be on the side of the road. And, you know, you don't always think, well, maybe I'm just imagining things, but it's really... What I was taught that imagination is the doorway to spirit. And it's when we think about those things and we send out those intentions 
that our subconscious and consciousness can work together. And so I do that when I'm, I'm traveling. And, um, and then I want to pray that I have a good time and I accomplish whatever the goal is of, you know, what I'm doing, what the journey is. And then I'm going to pray for safe travels home. And then before I even left, I'm praying in gratitude for having had a great trip and making it home safe and, you know, everything has gone well. So all those prayers are put out there before I even go and, and return. And so that's one form of praying that I've learned over the years is to set forth those intentions. Um, people sometimes, you know, are always looking for a relationship or a partner and most of the time, you know, we learn what we don't want in someone first before we start to realize what we do want in a relationship, what we want in a job, what we want in different things in our life. And so it's that process of really thinking about, well, who am I and what do I like and what do I not like? How do I want to be supportive? Um, so once again, it comes through that power of prayer that we can put our intentions out to the universe. And I always add with any prayers that I do to be able to receive better than I can imagine because we're so finite as human beings that there's so much more that can be given to us and we're limited in our sight. So I always ask for better than I can imagine. And um, sometimes you'll see that people will express that, wow, this is better than I could have ever thought of. And, and that's why, because we can open up to receive um, all the love and blessings from the universe, um, finances, you know, people, you don't necessarily sit there to just pray for money, but we all have that right to health, happiness, and prosperity. And those are the most basic prayers that you can say for someone is to pray for their health, happiness, and prosperity. And that means so that we, we're not just surviving in our lives, that we're not just struggling, that we have, you know, food, we have shelter, we have clothes, we've got air to breathe, you know. All those things matter to our survival, and then once you have your basic needs met, then you can start to look for um, a higher purpose and uh, further direction and, and the ability to give and receive. Um, that's a big one. A lot of people don't know how to receive, and it's like the sun's shining, and we're there in the house with mud on the windows, and it's like you got to clear away the mud to be able to see the light. You're praying about where's the light? Well, the light's right there. It's just a matter that we have some dirty windows that we have to scrape off first to be able to have that light come in. And so that's a part of the, the process as well is to know all the love and abundance and um, blessings are there all the time, all the tools for us to be happy. It's a matter of just choosing to be happy. I remember in early recovery just doing dishes, but being happy, I had my own little apartment, I had my dogs, I had my cats, I had birds at the time, and just that simple pleasure of being able to do something and, you know, healing from different things that happened in my life that I, you know, I learned I could have different feelings at the same time, that I could be in pain, but I could still be happy. Because when we're in that moment, in this present moment, which all we have is that gift. It's a present. 
to be in the presence of the now. And so that's part of our process of learning to let us just be where we are and do and accept who we are. And that's part of self-love. And, and that takes praying, too, sometimes to just start looking in the mirror and say, I love you. And, you know, take time to really take that in and start to feel and appreciate that. In recovery, there's 12 steps to uh, recover to get over your addictions. And they say the next time going through the steps, it's learning how to love, learning how to be in a loving, caring relationship that's healthy. And that love comes when we love ourselves first because there are things that we've gone through in our life and, and forgiveness comes by forgiving ourselves first. And, you know, all these things are a part of the process of healing. And so in the beginning, we just, you know, learn to um, pray for others. I mean, there's healing on different levels. There's physical healing, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So there's many different aspects in my sweat lodges, the first round's always about being grateful and it's dedicated to the creator. And it's where you look at why are you coming to the ceremony and what do you hope to achieve from the ceremony. And then in the second round, we pray for the earth and everything connected to the earth, all the planets and the star nations, the other beings that come to assist us on our earth walk, all the abundance that Earth Mother provides for us, Grandmother Moon, our connection to her as she lights our way at night. Nibao said, the one who walks across the sky at night. Then the third round is on healing. And I use my rattle and sing a song and do healing on everybody individually and collectively while everybody's praying for healing. And, and those prayers can be for those with heart disease, lung disease. You start thinking about things um, now, you know, people are praying to, for COVID, to get rid of COVID and, and healing from that virus and the pandemic. Um, we had HIV and AIDS for a long time, cancer. Cancer is always around us. So there's all kinds of general prayers that one can do, or then you can start naming people. And if they have a disease, then name them in that disease for them to get the healing and the medicine that they need from that and that a positive experience can come out from it. Then in the fourth round, we pray for ourselves because now we've just prayed for everyone else and all creation. And so it is to have those things which no longer serve us to be taken away. Then we have room to receive what will serve us in the highest. So it's kind of cleaning out the house so you can bring in, you know, something new and shiny and bright. And it's also having some quiet time because now if you ask the question in the first round, you need some quiet time to see if you're going to get that answer, you know, right then and there or will it come later through some other method of someone talking or you read something or you see the movie or whatever. But we allow for that quiet time so people can see what their gifts are. Maybe someone does have a vision. Maybe someone just feels loved by the earth feels that connections to other people, there's all different ways that we have um, to receive information, inspiring thoughts. So it depends on our gifts, what we'll see or experience, so we have some quiet time to enjoy all that.
So there's all different kinds of prayers then that, that you're doing throughout the uh, sweat lodge. So it's, it is a whole full process. And each round is for healing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So in the beginning, we're just learning to show up and follow, you know, what the teachings are given. Nobody remembers everything the first time they hear it. What matters mostly, I always tell people, it's what's your heart, what's your intention, and that's what matters. There can be protocols and things like that that occur. You're not going to learn them all in the first time. So it's more important that you go there and that you pray because if you're thinking about, well, i got to spin the pipe this way and i got to do that, and then you're in your head and you're not praying. You're, not, you're thinking. So it's more important to be in the here and now and follow what's in your heart. It's like in circle. You know, you pass a feather around or a stone and the person that holds it, they're the one that speaks. So it's not for you to sit there through the whole circle thinking about, oh, what am I going to say and how am I going to sound good? No, it's about listening, listening to what that person is saying and then just trusting that when it comes to your turn to speak, that then you can speak from your heart and something totally different can come out than, um, than you would have expected because you're being in that present moment and then there's healing in that process because each person is really being heard. And there's always levels of confidentiality that when people pray, when you're in ceremony, nobody then goes and discloses, oh, so-and-so said this and they got that and everything like that. It's like, no, you're there for your own experience. You can be inspired by something someone says, or, but it's not really about naming people and naming what their stuff is. It's holding that in confidence and... That's part of why we have the giveaway, because we're witnesses to each other's lives and the different events that happen in our lives, and so that we give gifts to others because they've witnessed our marriage, they witnessed our birthday, they witnessed what graduation or whatever special rite of passage we've earned. So we're grateful then to be able to have people be there with us in these important moments in our life. And so that's why it was also a way to, to keep everyone equal so that not one person was accumulating. We didn't have class systems before. Everybody was equal. So if you were in abundance, then that's when you, you had a ceremony and you gave away to other people. So um, the giveaway becomes that prayer. And a lot of times, you know, when you allow yourself to be guided then I would be picking up different crystals or stones or feathers or different things, and it's only during the giveaway part that, you know, it's like those items will speak to me, and then I'll give them to somebody, and there'll be a reason why they were meant to get that. So it's always about being open to the process, and through that we heal, we learn how to pray, and we live our lives. So thank you very much for... The opportunity to be with you once again and uh, I hope you learned something about healing and the power of prayer. Willie Wynn, thank you. Hello everybody, my name is Car Sapir. I'm a Willisigwe community member. I'm a filmmaker. I sit on a couple chairs with the Two-Spirit and Gook Gook and recently the Spiritual Cultural Health Committee. 
So I'm really happy to be here working alongside my team members. And I just really wanted to appreciate Veronica's words of beauty in this episode of Healing Through Prayer. As I was listening to your words, I was being overwhelmed with like how much I was learning from you about healing through what you love and what makes you happy. Um, And when you mentioned um, waking up who you are spiritually, um, that really like opened my mind of like the possibilities of what that could look like for everybody and how different that looks like. And and I was just curious to hear, hear more about that, like waking yourself up spiritually, like how did you come to that place in your life and how that felt to you? Well, for me, the waking up process took time. It was first um, for me to get rid of my addiction to realize that, you know, I was this alcoholic and addict and I needed to get sober. And then through that process, I went to rehab and, um, and I had a spiritual experience and that gave me um, a dream and a vision for my life. And then from there, whenever I um, meditated, I was able to uh, become an eagle and fly. And so then I would practice, you know, flying around and um, visiting friends and um, just enjoying that experience of being an eagle flying it would take me a while to just tell that whole dream and story, so maybe I'll save that for a separate podcast. <laughs> because it is important when we get those visions for our life. And then after that, it was my heart opening as I was getting ready to um, do my vision quest to earn my pipe. And they say we get the spiritual blessings first, and so I had a spiritual expl- uh, experience again that I was given my spirit pipe first before I ever went to fast before you know I'd um, done anything I'd already been involved with sweat lodges and a lot of times our first sweat is that spiritual experience because with the sweat lodge being 55,000 years old um, that's where reincarnation comes in that we've lived here many times and um so you can go into the sweat and feel like you've done this for, you know, thousands of times, for thousands of years. And, um, and it's an earth medicine ceremony that's not just Native American. Um, we have the power here in, in North America because that's, you know, the religion of the land, the spirit of the land um, is with that power, is with our ceremonies. But if you went to where the Druids were, the Celtics, the Aborigines, their ceremony, that's their land and their ancestors, so there's that power in their ceremonies that takes precedence. And then I was able to see the light of other people. I'd go to gatherings at different places, and just some people, it was like lightning bolts, just seeing their light and then you know, knowing I had a connection to them and allowing that connection. So then I was able to wake up to past lives, and um, a lot of times with past lives, it's you've achieved a certain level of excellence. And then what happens in this life, it's about regaining that excellence and taking it to another level. 
So that's what a lot of times past lives are about and people that we meet in past lives. There could be family members and um, our soul groups that were all connected to the creator and then we split off to be this being. And But there's other people that um, we split off with and and so we played different roles in our lives that different medicine people, they've, you know, done ceremony together for, you know, many lives. And so um, that's a whole nother topic of itself as well. And all those processes are waking up when we finally just start to see the beauty and that when nature takes on a new light and we really see the intricacies of how nature works I used to spend a lot of time walking at the ocean, sitting by streams, and and would just allow myself to be open to get all these teachings and, and how life was. I used to I used to call it my rock, but it was a mountainside, and I used to do a walk by a resort, uh, reservoir, and then I just would hang out by that rock and lean against it, and then it was like I would see that that rock was there for millions of years and how the land was different before, you know, there was a reservoir there. And so we can open up to so many different things, dimensions and worlds. And, and the biggest awakening is our, to ourselves, to know that we have a universe inside of us and that, you know, at first we're afraid to peek in that door. We don't know what's in there. And, you know, there's really a garden and there's really everything. The universe is in there. So there are all the different kinds of land and the ocean and streams. I have a sweat lodge, you know. I have so much within me that I can always go to that place and find peace. And that was a process to be able to find all that beauty within myself and then how to heal myself. And if you look at our lives, you know, we have all these different years. So there is that baby that's one and two and, you know, five and 15 and 30, and now I'm 60. So part of my healing at times is to go and, and just let the year uh, that's older hold the baby and do that through my whole life. So then there's, you know, 60 beings holding the being before it, and, and then we have the elder within. So when we're looking sometimes of how am I going to get through this place in my life, it's a matter of calling that elder to come because that elder's already been through this experience. I've already lived it and survived it and thrived from it. So it's, you know, knowing that that's within myself as well, and I could call upon that. So there's so many different awakenings that, we have and that's part of the journey and the adventure that's this life maybe just to, in closing Veronica can you maybe give any of our listeners who are like on that process of healing now like just starting and and maybe like a step that they could take or something that they can do just kind of can kind of get that momentum going between you know feeding their spirit and healing their spirit I think for anybody wanting to just get through the next moment that that's part of what the process is is to just say okay I'm just here right now and be aware of yourself and your surroundings whether you're home or you decide to go to the beach or the park or somewhere but to just go and allow yourself to be for this moment and know that you're safe and loved and taken care of for this moment 
And then if you need to hold yourself, then, you know, allow that process. Allow your mind to show you being hugged. I mean, sometimes when things are too big, I just see myself, you know, being put in two hands and, you know, lifting it up to the creator to just, like, take this. This is too much for me right now. So I allow myself to, you know, receive and, and just give that all away. And so we do it for the first minute, you know, and for the next minute. And as long as, you know, you can pull those minutes together, that's how we get through the day. Because all we have is today, you know, tomorrow, that's a gift when we wake up to it. And yesterday, there's nothing we can do about what happened because it's behind us. All we have is this present moment. So the more we can be in the now and allow ourselves that present moment and to allow ourselves to be loved and, you know, know that we are loved at all times and just be open to receive that and look in the mirror and do that, say, I love you. So I'd like to thank you all for joining us for this podcast. We will be back with another episode and look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you. Up, Jidge.